When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Good morning, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. Oh, man. This month has been very much like a whirlwind. How so? I mean, maybe two weeks ago I was feeling like absolute dog shit for like a while. And then last week I felt like... I cleansed some shit out. Mm-hmm. And then I think there's still some like, you know, these cycles, it's like almost like the tests where it's like you feel better, but then those things come up again. You don't just get to clear it out in one time. Mm-hmm. They come yeah. back and visit you again. And maybe it's not as hard as the first time, but it's yeah. still there. You don't just get to heal instantly. You just like have one good cry and you're like, oh, okay, I'm fixed. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I like that you bring up cycles. I had a, client just asking me about cycles you know there's the moon cycle every 28 days and that brings up a lot of the same stuff you know it's interesting it's like you might see that if you're paying attention to how you're feeling I would encourage you Ingrid to really are you gonna say write it down maybe like when you feel bad or like defeated or whatever, you know, write down the time and date and, and let's, you know, we can maybe keep a log. We kind of were doing this when we first met. Yeah. I would be writing down much more specifically when the issues were happening. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was definitely, that's when I started really being like, Oh, this astrology shit is for real. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'd be like, at Gen 02, your moon moved into a square. And I'd be like, oh, my God, that's when I started losing my shit. It's interesting because, like, I'll see where it's like, oh, the moon is here again. So this is why you're fighting with your your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever it may be. You know, it's, it's like, like, again, <laughs> yes, yes. It's like the moon is in that place where it's like things get crunchy for you in whatever way that is. So, you know, I've also been thinking, I think one of the listeners maybe mentioned it, but I hear it all over the place. Also like men have a 24 hour cycle and women have a 28 day cycle. Huh. And so maybe when, especially if your menstrual cycle is in tune with the moon cycles, Mm -hmm. you're maybe living in a more like harmonious alignment and able to track what is happening instead of, you know, there's like chemicals and birth control and I don't know, whatever else affects our, our cycles. Mm -hmm. But 
maybe tracking kind of like what's happening emotionally with the moon cycle as well as with my period. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. That definitely like all of those hormones affect you also. Yes. And I think that ideally you would be on the actual moon cycle. So they would be synced up. Yeah. So when it's like the full moon, That's you're the bleeding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think whatever technology and all the shit that gets us out of whack, mm-hmm. maybe that is also like contributing to the like not being in it's rhythm. Us, yes, exactly. It's taking us out of our rhythm, out of our flow. And so, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yes. <laughs> so there's that cycle, but then there's all these other cycles that are happening at the same time. All the different these planet, cycles. Planets. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you have the moon, which is a 28 day cycle. Then you have the sun, which is a yearly cycle and Venus and, and Mercury are, are, yearly cycles roughly you know mars is like a two-year cycle jupiter is a 12-year cycle saturn is a 29-year cycle but it's really like you break saturn down into like seven year seven year cycles really where it's yeah because it's like the saturn return happens around age 28 29 30 well, you divide that by four, and so it comes down to season. around seven. Okay. So you've heard the phrase, and I think we've talked about this before, but like the seven-year itch. Yeah. Yeah. The first seven-year period is when it squares your Saturn. So when you're seven, let's say Saturn is squaring your Saturn, and then at fourteen. Saturn is opposing your Saturn, 14, 15. Wait, is that right? Yeah, and then at 20, 21, 22, oh, that's Saturn a, is squaring your Saturn again. I mean, that is such a, I mean, 21 is a big mile marker. So is 14 and 13, 14 yeah. and, and 7. You know, at like age 7, you know, you're no longer like... A baby. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you're you're a person now. You dress you're, you're yourself. Not, you can feed yourself. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not a baby. You're going to school you, you for the whole day. You kind of thin out. You don't have those, like, you know, the cute... Like, chubby cheeks. Chubby cheeks, you know. You kind of look like you're a little person. And then at four, <laughs> 13, 14, you're entering puberty and... Uh, you're a teenager now. You're no longer a little kid. You're you're That's in that like middle tween. school. Yeah, it's like you're in seventh, eighth grade, going into high school, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a transition. It's a for big sure. transition. And then the next one is twenty one, twenty two, and you know now you can, you're you're in, considered an adult in some. Yeah, you're like cultures. you know maybe moving out of your parents' house. You're done with college. You're now in the workforce, that sort of thing. You can drink. You can drink. Which is like a nightmare. I think that's maybe like not a good time to be like, oh, now you can drink. <laughs> You're like going through this huge transition and then like the alcohol is there to just start yeah, like medicating inter- yourself. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if like there's, if that's for that reason or if it's like a, just like a random occurrence where it's like, okay, now you're an adult. Start medicating yourself. Start really? numbing yourself. I wonder if it has anything to do with like development where you're like, oh, your brain is fully developed. So you're not going to like damage your growth or something. I don't know. 
I Maybe, mean, back in the yeah. day, they probably didn't even think about that shit or even know. Everyone was fucking drinking, smoking cigarettes in the 50s while they were pregnant. So yeah, that probably wasn't a factor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, and that That's hasn't changed in a really long time. The age. Yeah, the drinking yeah. age. Yeah, and even driving. I'm like, bitch, I should not have been driving at 16. <laughs> I was like putting on <laughs> mascara, fucking changing my clothes, oh, like yeah. eating a hamburger, like yeah. texting all at once. Like, yeah. I wasn't texting. We didn't have texting when I w- when I learned to drive. But texting had just but, started when I learned to yeah. drive. I had maybe a little before that. But I was driving like a maniac. Were you? Yeah. Fuck. One time, my mom was like, uh, "So I heard you were driving down Annadale oh, Avenue. You you were probably going over a hundred miles an hour." Oh God! And I was like, "What?" She's like, "Yeah, I have eyes and ears everywhere." It's a country road. Yeah, you know, but your mom's yeah. friend's like, yeah, you fucking flew past me over <laughs> exactly. here. I saw him. Yeah, I'm I'm so lucky and thankful that I'm here, you know. Dude, I mean, same. You think about how reckless, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, just not being reckless. So I want to move into like the next age bracket because, okay, what's after 21? 28? That's 28, 29. That's the Saturn return. So realize you're like, holy shit, I, I actually can't just fuck around the rest of my life. I, I feel like at 21, we think we're grown. Yeah. Like there's this idea that we're like, oh, we have it figured out. We're exactly. grown ups. But then when I turned 28, I was like, oh, fuck. I actually just got a grown up now. Like, like I just got exactly like this coming of age at 28, really. Yeah. And then so what's after 28, 36? Oh, I'm 36. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and you're going through it again. Well, no, no. Twenty eight would be it'd be wait. like thirty four, thirty five. Oh wait, I can't do the math. Yeah, thirty five, thirty five. Okay, so this... and you're thirty five. Yeah, you're about to turn thirty six. Yeah, or according to this podcast, you've already turned thirty six because <laughs> this is after your birthday. But, but that makes a lot of sense. This last year has been a very big exactly transition for me. Yes, and it's even though I'm older, like as we age, maybe these we think that the transitions will become smoother, but it's very jarring to have like a lot of life shifting things happening to you. It's really hard to manage. Mm. Like I didn't, maybe when I was in my twenties, like I would over drink, but after I turned 28, I really stopped drinking so much, like rarely at all. And I wasn't overdoing it. And then this, like that, not last year, but like coming into that year, like coming into that transition, 34, Mm -hmm. I was fucking drinking all the time. I could not handle what was happening in my life. The transition Mm -hmm. was so uncomfortable. What about you? Because you used to party a lot. When was like your transition that happened? Oh my God, that was the Saturn return. (laughs) That was the Saturn return. I was, I I remember, (laughs) I mean, it's so vivid to me. I remember I, I lived in this this house in the Hollywood Hills. And I'm like, okay, this is, this, this is it. This you is know? it. But I was so just like, man, I remember sitting on this chaise lounge, giant big screen projector screen TV that wasn't odd, but like this to give you the idea of what this house was like and like looking outside and there's like a, just a view of like the hill behind our house and everything. And man, I was in so much darkness. Mm. I was, I was doing a lot of drugs and drinking and fooling around with women that I shouldn't have been fooling around with. 
I remember just thinking to myself, like, this is my life. In, like, this is, a not good this, way. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to be 30 next year. And I remember my cousin's wife sent me, <laughs> she gave me this gift. <laughs> I can laugh about it now, but I was so hurt by what she gave me. It was, it was, uh. It was a picture of the cast of 30-something as this show that was popular like in the in the 80s. It was called 30-something. And it was the cast of the show. And she had like cut out a picture of me and put it in there. And she's just like, one more year of your 20s. And then you get to join the cast of 30-something. And I was just like, fuck. And fuck you. Like, I don't know what that show was about. It was about people in their 30s. Oh, you just weren't ready for that or? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> and I remember t- my, I remember my. You just wanted to keep partying. No, I oh. didn't want to keep partying, but I was just like really disgusted and, and ashamed of myself. Oh, cause and she like kind of like the, called you out a little no, bit. No, she hadn't, she wasn't that she was calling me out. She was just making a joke that like, yeah. Hey, you're going to be 30. Like I just felt horrible because. I felt like this is not where I was supposed to be when I was thir- when I'm 30. I'm not I'm not meant to be in this situation right now yeah. where I feel like I haven't accomplished anything in my life. <laughs> All I've done is like party my ass off and I'm waiting tables and I don't like it and what do I do to cope is I drink after work and I stay up till you know the sun comes up. And I feel like shit the next day and then I just pull it together and go back again. Mm-hmm. And and my life is meaningless and I'm haven't accomplished even close to anything that I even dreamed about or hoped that I would accomplish. And, you know, she gave me this gift and it was like staring me right in my face like I'm a fucking loser. I am a loser. My life Mm -hmm. is a failure. And I remember my uncle, her father-in-law, my cousin's dad, who's not a man of, of like, he doesn't say a whole lot, but sometimes he says some things and I'm just like, oh, damn. He was, uh, he could, I don't know. I guess he could tell how I was taking this. He's a really gruff person. Like he's a, he's a cattle rancher, you know, like he spends all day on his horse, like round, rounding up the cattle and that sort of stuff on his ranch. And he just was like, 29 was the hardest year of my life. That birthday was the hardest of my life. And I was like, really? Why? He's like, I don't know. I just remember feeling like, my life is over or something. And, you know, at the time I had no idea of astrology. And, and then later when I found out about, it, I was like, Oh my God. Okay. That makes sense. But it was Fucking that moment. Saturn return. It was that moment sitting on the chaise lounge, looking out the window. I was like, I need to get my life in order. I need to fucking start making different choices mm-hmm. in my life because the choices that I'm making have led me to this point and I'm fucking pissed off at myself. I hate myself and I need to 
make different choices. Yeah. And so from that moment on, you know, I started making different choices. It's not like I stopped partying. Like cold tur- yeah, exactly. But it was in my mind that like, I need to make different choices. I'm being more aware of the choices that I'm making. I'm recognizing this is a bad choice. What's a better choice? Okay, I'm going to choose the bad choice, but at least I'm thinking about the better choice. And then eventually it's like, no, I'm not going to choose this bad choice anymore. I'm going to make the better choice. Mm-hmm. And it's like slowly but surely, you know, working my way is a fucking decade. <laughs> it wasn't until like I was... It was 11 years later when I was 40 years old and I was like, okay, I haven't accomplished what I want to accomplish in life, but at least I can see that I've been putting in the work to like do something and make something of my life. And I can see that I've made progress and I'm getting closer to my goals and ambitions and, and, you know, I don't hate myself. I feel like you know, I made it to 40. I can't believe I made it to 40. I'm so grateful that I'm here. And, and then it was nine months after that, that I discovered astrology. And that's when my life really started to change. But it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. I think we just being more soft with ourselves as we age to be like, the progress isn't always as easy as just making the choice and being like, oh, I want to be different. I'm not happy now. It's like these Mm -hmm. little baby steps of incorporating, just making the bad decision over and over again, but, but knowing it's a bad decision this time, instead of being numb and just completely unaware of what choices we're making Mm -hmm. and then eventually being able to not do the thing. And like that, that's a long transition in itself. Like maybe some things are easier than others, but the progress, I think focusing on progress more than like the achievement of like the thing is maybe more important. Yes. Just putting one foot in front of the other instead of just like obsessing on the, the completion of something. Yeah, exactly. It's like I was telling someone today, I was like, if you're if you're spending all your time with the eye on the prize, like looking up at the top of the mountain, you might fall off. You know, your foot might fall off the edge. Oh, I love so this. So you have to, you have, okay, be aware of where you're going. Yes, but also be aware of where you are right here now. Dude. I feel like that's maybe a lot of what I have been going through. Cause I'm like, I don't have this thing that I want. Mm-hmm. I don't have this thing that I want and it's making me fucking crazy. And that's all I can look at. And then I'm just like falling into a black hole. It's just like the baby steps. If you're taking baby steps and you're looking at where you're going mm-hmm. and you're appreciating the small amount of progress, even if it's little, exactly. Even if you're going back a couple steps and forward a couple steps, exactly. that's more important than like looking straight up. And like you said, falling into a fucking black hole. Exactly. That's it. You know, I mean, think about where you were over a year ago before you moved in to your place here, you know? Oh, I was drinking a lot. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, yeah. look at how much progress you've made. And so that's the other thing that I was saying to this person today was like, you you look up at the mountain and, okay, but is that when you're going to wait and enjoy the view when you're... Yeah, at the, all the way at the top. I've... I've climbed Half Dome twice, and yeah, the the, and and not up the face. Same, the, same. The, <laughs> <laughs> I got to the top, but I w- would not go to the very. No, I went to the top. Oh, I did not go to the top. No, but there's the face. Oh, I see. And then there's the the cables. That, yeah. that take you it's still like if you fall off those cables you'll die no i got to that part so, and i was like i'm not fucking climbing up these ridiculous cables no, i so. climbed up the cables <laughs> but if you're waiting until that moment to enjoy the view 
I mean, the, the, the climb, the climb up, like the views are incredible along the way. There's so many times where I would stop and just look around and be like, wow, here I am. This Yosemite is, it's insane. It's, it's so magical here. And so if the whole time I was just staring up at Half Dome and not looking at everything else around me, I w- it wouldn't you have been. Missed, as, you yeah. would have missed out. Exactly. And so we have to appreciate life in that way. And, you know, in this last year, I've been going through my Saturn squaring Saturn. No, Saturn opposing Saturn. So, you know, and it's there's been challenges. But because I'm following my north node, I am reaping some of those rewards. And so when I was 29, I wasn't following my north node. And so... I was being punished. So we should probably move into the week, but I feel like we covered a lot of really amazing stuff. Yeah. And also even like got to know each other a little more like, you know, just like hearing all of the pieces along the way is really special. It makes me feel less like a fucking idiot over here. Cause you're yeah. almost 10 years older than me. Eight years I'm older. 11 years older 11. than okay. you. Yeah. So it's like, exactly. you already, you already had these cycles and I'm like, exactly. I always look at you and I'm like, Oh, Scott has his shit together. And I'm just like, you know, hearing that you're, didn't always have your shit together makes me feel like, yeah, less of an idiot. And I feel like, you know, people think you're kind of an asshole when you say like, well, when I was your age, but like when I look back it where I was at 36, like I was fucking miserable too. I was like, my life is not where I want it to be. I'm really frustrated. I'm working really hard. I've gone past that Saturn return. You know, it's, uh, it's six, seven years later but it's that six, seven year later, kind of <laughs> you know, where it's like, oh God, I've been working so hard, but I'm not reaping the rewards in the way that I want to. And I'm really fucking pissed off. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And I hate life and all those sorts of things. And you're going to get through it. You just have to grind through it. I don't know what else to say, but grind through it. One step in one foot in front of the other. That's it. Life I mean, that's really all we can do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no magic ticket. Like, you could just take a <laughs> helicopter to the top of Half Dome, but, like, that's but not even rewarding. Ticket, the magic ticket is following your North Node, and this is why I am fucking on you to show your face. And when you think about how far you've come from being on the floor, not being able to hear your voice, crying, to now we're, like, recording here and people can actually see you your north node is in aries and aries is the sign that rules the face so you need to show your fucking face <laughs> you have to have the okay. courage to show your face I'm try- i did i show i posted something on instagram you showed today. half your face <laughs> So that was the first thing Scott said when he saw me. He's like, there was only half your face. I'm like, Oh my God. Uh, okay, fine. Oh my God. Ingrid. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank, uh, our listeners for listening, of course. Uh, but I, I want to give a, a, a shout out to a few countries because, you know, of course the United States, uh, you know, last week we were, we were in the top 200 of the educational podcasts and the top 100 of the self-improvement podcasts, but also want to give a shout out to our friends in the North Canada. 
We were in the top 300 for education and the top 200 for self-improvement. Also want to thank New Zealand. We were the top 200 for education and the top 100 for self-improvement. But Latvia, Latvia coming in strong. Uh, (laughs) We are number six, the number six podcast in the education department and the number four podcast in self-improvement. It just trips me out. And then, but I want to give a shout out to Tanzania because in Tanzania, we were the one, we were in the top 200 of all podcasts in this country. And we were number five on education and number four in self-improvement. So, so, and I want to thank our sponsors, Larry, Deborah, Haley, Libby, Abby, Clarissa, Janine, Ricky, Amaranth, Vincent and Michelle, Catherine, Brenna, Stephanie, Kimberly, Grace, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Brooke, Joanne, and Amber. Thank you for your support of the Weekly Transit astrology podcast yeah skip it so if anyone doesn't know you can go listen to just each day of the week if you want to do a review you go to the show notes there's monday tuesday wednesday whatever you click on it it goes right to that day mm-hmm. which even i use when i'm like okay what the fuck is happening today i go back and i listen i'm like okay scott <laughs> what was happening on thursday i was having a fucking meltdown uh, i love it <laughs> oh and okay one more thing before yeah, we get into yeah. the week we have our beautiful faces out in the world and so that's on YouTube or that's on Spotify. You can see, you can see us. So oh, hello hi. everyone. Yeah. We're at studio Ingaru. This is Ingrid's studio. All right. Tell me, tell me what the fuck is going on this next week. Okay. So Monday, September 5th, this is the week of September 5th, September 5th through the 11th and Monday, September 5th, we're looking at the moon, the planet of emotions in the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat climbing that mountain forming a square a stressful aspect with mercury the messenger of the gods guide of souls to the underworld the planet of consciousness communication and coordination in the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales so Communication on Monday could be on the fritz. And and that's a big theme for the week, communication, because this week Mercury goes retrograde. So would this be like communication in terms of our emotions and our career goals? Yeah, sure. I think, you know, with, with the moon moving through, and this is the cycle, you know, whenever the moon is moving through Capricorn, we all become like someone who was born with the moon in Capricorn. Suddenly, our emotions are more focused or drawn towards what we're working to accomplish and achieve. Uh, Maybe I'm already feeling that energy. Like I feel like that's been like the hot topic right now is feeling like emotionally charged about not being where I want to be and maybe not communicating that in the most balanced light Mm -hmm. i mean this is libra so even though it's a square it's like maybe tapping into that balanced energy to express what we're feeling without it being like fucked up and like Mm -hmm. mean or like chaotic just letting people know that something is going on with you and you're Mm -hmm. trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, no, I think I think you hit a lot of great points here. So it is about having the eloquence to share gracefully. Yeah, to <laughs> gracefully share what it is you're working to accomplish and achieve that would satisfy you emotionally. And especially looking at those partners that you're working with, you know, maybe this is a day where there's some bumps in the road with the person or the people that you're closely working with where you're at odds with each other. I mean, and so you have to create the space for the communication to happen. I mean, it's labor is the scale. So it's like, don't just drop a big weight on one side. It's mm-hmm. like, if you want it to go well, just gently placing something on one side yes. and letting the other person balance it out. Yes. Trying to be soft about it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So how can I gracefully communicate my ambitions? How can I gracefully communicate the ambitions that I have that will satisfy me emotionally to those that I'm in partnership with? It's a perfect question. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's something that you need to talk about that you've been avoiding that needs to come to fruition. Tuesday, September 6th, we're looking at the moon again in Capricorn, now forming a supportive trine. This is with Uranus, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. In the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus. So, so this is an earth-earth connection where... Now that we've had this conversation, this difficult conversation, now we can really get into the foundation of our self-worth and what we value and how to bring that need for independence to ascend towards what it is we want to achieve. We're working with other people, yes, but what is it about what you aspire to achieve that is yours and yours alone well i'm really seeing the uranus the is the revolution so all of that but thinking about it in a new way like you were feeling really frustrated maybe yesterday and you were trying to like gracefully express Mm. it but maybe through that conversation and expression now today you're like okay i need to value myself in a different way do something different with my finances my material surroundings like a shift there and that's going to fulfill us emotionally. So that's the moon and Capricorn, the emotional fulfillment from whatever goals and achievements we're looking to do. Like yes. How to look at it in a new way, which I mean, it's a trend. So that feels very exciting because it can be really scary to make a big change, but it seems like today it just feels natural. You feel grounded in that decision to make a shift, go with the flow, go with the flow here. Yeah. But grounding it in, What's important to you? You know, like I think about like you and I here. Like you have, you know, we have a common purpose, which is this podcast. But what I want from the podcast versus what you want for yourself from the podcast, it might be different, but they can work together for a common cause, 
but what you want out of it and what I want out of it are, are unique to each other. I mean, we it's, had such a great conversation about that last week. And I feel like in the end, both of us, at least on my end, I'm like, <laughs> well, I felt like very emotionally fulfilled, <laughs> but it was like, there was an uncomfortable moment for us where it's like, Oh, like, how do I say the thing? Like, and then getting it out there to be like, okay, this is what I want. This is what you need. Like, how do we both get what we need and feel emotionally fulfilled from it? Because it's something that we both love to do mm-hmm. and we both put a lot of energy into. So how do we, yeah, become emotionally fulfilled by sharing our values with each other and telling each other like what, what we need and what we want to be happy? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. That's that Monday difficult conversation. And then Tuesday it coming together. I mean, I feel like we've had not tons of those, but quite a few. And every single time after the uncomfortable moment, I am just like, Oh my God, (sighs) it feels so good to get it out. And I think both of us really care about each other and, you know, we want to have a positive outcome. And afterwards Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh my, it didn't even need to be that uncomfortable. (laughs) It's just like, you don't want to like hurt someone's feelings or do something bad. And then in the end, it's like, we have to share our values with each other. Otherwise, there's no way, no way we can like support some sort of like path if we don't know what the fuck is going on with the other person. Exactly. But that's part of what the cycles are about too. It's like you said, you know, every now and then we have to have these conversations. We have to check in with each other. How are you feeling? How do you feel about the podcast? What are you, what's the energy you're putting into it? Does it feel like you're getting out what you want to get out of it? Or you feel depleted? You know, th- this is, it, you can't just have that conversation once and then everything's good for, you know, the end of time Yeah, totally. because things <laughs> change. And so we have to continue to bring it up to have these conversations and that's life in general, whether it's a lover, a friend, a business partner, going back to why are we in this? What's going on here? What do you want? What do I want? Does this work? Having those conversations. We can't avoid those conversations. The more you avoid it, the more the conflict comes up in an ugly way. So Wednesday, September 7th, the sun, the giver of light, life, and vitality, transiting through the mutable earth signs symbolized by the Virgin, Virgo, forming a supportive trine with the north node, the soul's purpose, and the karmic pathway of the soul in Taurus. So this is another Earth-Earth connection. So this this week is really feeling about like grounding in, grounding in and like doing the work and bringing things into reality, slowing down with Mercury about to retrograde now. It's about slowing down and making sure that the work that you're doing is reflecting your self-worth and your values. I mean, this, both of these days feel really good. It's like yesterday there was like this revolution and you're like, I'm going to do things in a different way. Everything's going to be good. I'm kind of reflecting on what is important to me, what my values are. And then today, the sun in Virgo, it's like maybe you're going to critique it and that doesn't need to be negative. Like the Virgo is the critic. It's kind of picking things apart and looking at all the pieces. It's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, what is working? Well, what isn't working? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, once I do that, like that's going to like the North node in Taurus, that's going to fulfill my soul's purpose in the material when I'm 
you know, taking things out that don't work and putting more things on my plate that do work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being, looking at the details and eliminating what is holding you back and getting things more streamlined. Like this thing that I'm working on, do I really value this? No. Is it really helping me get to where I want to go? No. So why am I spending time on this project, whatever it is? So we're, we're getting streamlined here. I mean, even just today, like we started making the YouTube videos. It's just always more complex than I think. And it's just adding a lot to my plate. And I was like, okay, well, how can Scott help me do that easier? And so there's the little cards that have the alignments on them, the photos with all of the the drawings that he makes. I'm like, now he's making each one for me. So then I can just plug it in instead of having to like create those. I'm like, oh my gosh this takes something off my plate and Scott's already kind of doing it. I helped you last week mm-hmm. dial in a format. So it's easier for you. And then it's easier for me. And we're both winning, you yes, know, we yes. both have more time in our day and it's, you know, then we're able to show up more energized. Like yes. the efficiency is so important when we're yes. like wasting our time doing little things. Cause Scott was doing more work than he needed to. And so was I, it was just like, Oh my God, we both were wasting like a fucking hour, both of our days redoing this thing. And you know, having the uncomfortable moment and being like, okay, now we can fix it and make it easier for both of us. Like, okay, great. Now we're just both happier. (laughs) Good thing we (laughs) talked about it. What the hell? I love it. Yes. And then also, yes, go ahead. Oh, also, if you don't have the basics of astrology, the book that uh, Scott wrote, it shows all of the symbols and alignments that we show here. If you get the newsletter, you see it. If you go to the website, theweeklytransit.com, there's a blog that features everything we talk about here. It's kind of an overview of the week, all the kind of journal prompts and questions you should be asking yourself. And then it's a way to learn astrology. So if you want to learn more, get the book. We have it for available for download on your Kindle for 10 bucks, or there is a paperback version that you can get. It's on Amazon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And the, and the email that's going out is I send it out. It comes out every week when I post the forecast on the website. So, and that also kind of correlates with when we release the podcast. So it's like, it all goes out together. You exactly. have a it's plan. like a package of, you know, you have the book, the, you have the forecast, you're looking at the symbols, you're using the book to decode the symbols that I put on the forecast. And then you have the podcast listening in at the same time, giving you a deeper perspective. And, uh, and on the, the forecast on the website, a lot of question prompts. The questions I think are so impactful. So whatever we talk about on here, if you miss it or whatever, you can go look in the show notes for each day of the week to listen back, or you can just go to the website and see all of the the prompts, the questions. I think those are like, I use them as journal questions, really. Yeah. They're yeah. so insightful. I love it. And I've been, I've been putting them up. I'm, I'm working on upping my social media game. I've been, uh, posting them on Instagram and TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. Fuck now, all so these fucking social media. I'm a thirteen-year-old <laughs> girl dancing, and <laughs> if you want to see Scott dance, go look at the TikTok. No, I'm not dancing on TikTok though. My brother-in-law was like, "You should do like," and I thought it was a good idea. Is like, you know, this is the dance for Aries today. And <laughs> <laughs> Some interpretive dance. I'm exactly, on it. exactly. Okay, Thursday, September eighth. Uranus again in Taurus. 
connecting with the moon again, except now the moon has transited to the next sign from where it was in Capricorn, the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer, Aquarius. So on Tuesday, the sun, the on Tuesday, the moon was trying Uranus. That's supportive. Thursday, the moon is squaring Uranus. That's stressful. So now the emotions have moved into the community, to the group context. It's like Capricorn is my ambitions and my responsibility towards my ambitions. Aquarius is my ambitions for the group and my responsibility for the group. What am I meant to contribute to society, to the community, to the group context? So now we're taking that feeling, those ideas, and we're bringing them into the group. And maybe they're they're not being received in the way that that you'd hope that they would have been. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Absolutely. That's what I see. Like you're the revolution in Taurus. It's like, you're doing things in a new way. And the community is like, nah, we don't like it like that. We don't like your idea. Yeah. But also is it uh Uranus is also the freak, right? Yeah. So that's like, you're not supposed to always fit in and do what everyone else is doing. And not everyone needs to accept. Like, not everyone needs to accept you or your ideas. And that's right. F- that's fine. Exactly. And, you know, Uranus is the planetary ruler of Aquarius. So that kind of pumps this alignment up even more because it's connecting to the moon, which is exalted in Taurus. So the moon has power in Taurus, where Uranus is, and Uranus has power in Aquarius, where the moon is. So there's some sort of emotional shakeup here where maybe you have to have that rebellious sort of attitude that, like, well, you I don't, don't like my idea, but yeah, I don't give a fuck. This is I'm going to do it anyway. I mean, the moon in Aquarius, it's like Aquarius can also be a little bit detached of emotion. So it's like maybe you know that all this is happening where you're not being accepted, mm-hmm. but you can still have that I don't give a fuck attitude. Like, yeah. okay, you don't have to be mad about it, but you're like, okay, you don't like it. I, I also don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're feeling affected by it, just remembering all of these things, remembering that not everyone needs to accept you and that's okay. Yeah. Not everybody likes you. Yeah. I'm sure not everyone likes me. Okay, cool. Like I don't like everybody else either. Yes. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be a mean thing. It's like we don't resonate with every single person we meet. Yes. And that doesn't make you like bad or negative or like if you're tapping into the Taurus, which is that self-worth, then then it just matters less. It's like, okay, I love myself for who I am. If you're honoring your self-worth then you can appreciate the fact that not everyone's going to like you. And people have differences. They have different ideas, different likes and dislikes, different opinions. We don't all have to get along. There can be some of that friction there. You know, I always end up bringing this up, but like, I feel like that's kind of the cancel culture is like, we don't agree. So fuck you. And I'm going to (laughs) cancel the shit out of you. No one's ever going to talk to you again. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, maybe in some cases or some extreme thing, but like most of the time I feel like these things are really like getting mean. Okay. You don't like that person. It's bullying in a sense, you know, it's like 
that's like schoolyard bully and it, and it's it's really the shadow side of aquarius where everybody has to follow a certain rule everyone has to be the same and it's like the the light side of of aquarius is no what makes every group amazing is its diversity you know i just think of like if you were like you're like the astrologer and then i knew everything about astrology like what would be what would we be talking about totally. we'd just be both saying the same thing exactly. all the time it would yeah there's no flavor there's no flavor you've got to have that onion or that garlic that you're not going to eat on its own but when it's in the dish it's like wow okay you know i think of like sports too i think of like lebron james like how great would a team with five lebron james be not that great because he needs guys that are going to set him up set him up like you have like the way that they construct his teams are usually a bunch of outside shooters guys that are really good at shooting three-pointers because what happens is it forces the defense to come out and guard those guys and it leaves the the middle wide open for LeBron and nobody can guard him when he's got a lot of space inside the key you know so that's how the diversity works is you have people that have different characteristics and traits like ingrid brings something different to the podcast than what i bring and we complement each other yeah if it was two of me we'd both just be fucking (laughs) crying over here (laughs) pulling out our hair (laughs) exactly all right friday september 9th mercury's retrograde mercury's retrograde it moved into its retrograde shadow on august 20th It's going to be retrograde until October 2nd. It moves out of its retrograde shadow on October 16th. It's in Libra. So we're really learning. Maybe we're walking back some words that we said, uh, communicating differently, thinking about what we've said, wanting to say it differently, changing our minds about our thoughts. I wish I didn't say what I said. I need to say something different. Um... Really think about how you're communicating right now. This is this is also relationships. You know, th- this could be one of those moments where the exes start coming back in. Oh, great. And you're like, <laughs> oh, wait, why am I <laughs> with this person? Why, why, you know, exactly. It's like. Well, maybe they're not coming up like specifically in your field, like no. physically, it, but. Yeah. The idea that you just said of maybe I could have did something differently. Maybe I could have said something differently. If you're thinking about them, if they even pop up in your mind, in your thoughts. And and if you're maybe regret is part of it where you're feeling regretful of something like something maybe something you said. Yeah. And maybe you need to go back and, and call that person or text that person and and clear the air, so to speak. Well, I was thinking the opposite, actually. So, oh, so you tell me tell what you me, think. Yeah, tell me. I was thinking just learning the lesson in doing things differently next time, not necessarily like living in the past and being like, oh, my God, I fucked up. I didn't do it right. That it works, could have been too. Different. That works, too. You know, it could be just being graceful with yourself over something you said that you wish you didn't say and you acknowledge that and you know that moving forward 
you're not going to communicate to whoever you're in a relationship with, whatever type of relationship it is. You're not going to communicate that way. I mean, I anymore. guess, I mean, maybe it can be both, maybe reflecting with yourself and coming to that conclusion, but then maybe sharing it with the people you might've hurt. I mean, every, every situation's unique. I can't say, no, don't talk to that person again. Or I, I also can't say that you should talk to that person again because it's unique to your situation. Um, but these are just, you know, hopefully some helpful examples and you'll do what's right for you. Uh, but, you know, Venus is going to be, or Mercury is going to be in Libra until September 23rd. Then it retrogrades back into Virgo. And that's when the retrograde shifts back to really being analytical and detailed and getting inside your thoughts and creating that greater efficiency in your daily life. Um, so, I mean, maybe this whole time here, these next two weeks and even lingering afterwards is really just asking ourselves how we could have done things differently mm -hmm. and being graceful about it mm -hmm. moving forward. Just, yeah, really looking at our past relationships and seeing what we could have done better. And instead of ruminating on it and getting into a black hole, just learning those lessons and moving forward with grace. Yes. Because when we learn the lessons and we bring it with us, then we hopefully with practice, maybe it's retrograde. So maybe you're, you try to practice it, but then, you know, you have to revisit it a couple of times where you're like, okay. I tried doing it in a more graceful way this time and I kind of stumbled, but like next time I'm going to, you know, try again and you're just going to get better at it. Well, that's sort of the thing. I think what's going to happen in this retrograde is like, you're going to have that thought of that person where you said the thing that you wish you didn't say and you wish you could take it back. But because Mercury's retrograde and things are very intense, you may be in a situation like that situation in the past where you find yourself on the precipice of saying that thing again that got you into trouble that you wish you didn't say in the past. And so it's pump the brakes. It's an opportunity. Slow down. Yeah. It's an opportunity to express yourself in a way that is more eloquent and graceful than you did in the past. But we're going to have to slow down during this period to do so. I really like a lot of the time we just talk about like, Oh, it's like negative, the retrograde. Oh no. But when you're able to revisit something from your past and if we slow down, like mm -hmm. you said, we can do it in a new way. And that's where the healing takes place. So instead of avoiding and just being like, Oh fuck the retrograde, I'm not going to do or say anything because like that's a bad time for communication. It's like, it's also a time for revisiting these things for a second a second round, a revision. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. That's that's the cycle. It's got to come back so that you learn to do it again because you didn't learn it the first time. And you probably didn't even learn it the second time. You know, maybe by the third time you're starting to get it. So for those that have key astrological points or planets in the first eight degrees of... Cancer and Capricorn, this is where communication is going to be tense. And I'm looking at you, Ingrid, because your moon is at eight degrees in Cancer. Fuck, I and knew it. And that's where the retrograde <laughs> begins. So okay. there could be something coming up with emotional emotions for you. Oh, really? Yeah, which I know you love. <laughs> Lots of tears and crying. But you know what? Yeah. Uh, 
try to just step through it and take responsibility for where you are and and be an adult in the situation. Yeah, I'm thinking that like a lot of the time I can get sad and think of like, oh, what if I, what if this and what if that and what if this? And it's like moving forward and taking the lesson and trying it again and doing a little better and trying it again and doing a little better and making that the focus and doing better instead of not living in the past. Like the emotions are rooted in the past. And so it can feel very sensitive when something's coming up that reminds you of something else in the past. Mm -hmm. But if we learn from it, then maybe we'll be happier this time because we aren't doing things the way we've always done them. Yes. And it can be sad to think about like, well, what the, what if, but Mm -hmm. like there's literally no such thing. Exactly. (laughs) The only thing that you can do is learn from the past. You can't redo it. There's no redos. No, that's it. And if you learn from the past then hopefully you don't make the same mistakes from the past. But after September 23rd and all the way to the end of Mercury retrograde and then leading up to when it moves back into Libra, which will be on October 10th. So we're saying September 23rd to October 10th, that's when Mercury is going to be retrograde and moving forward again through Virgo. And this is degrees 24 to 29. So if you were born with key astrological points or planets at or near to 24 to 29 degrees in Gemini and Sagittarius, communication, coordination, conscious mind will be rough for you potentially. So that's the slowing down part. Slowing down. I mean, if we're off balance. Be compassionate instead of critical. Yes. If we're like off balance and we're trying to walk like on a balance beam or something, it's like we're trying to run across it. We're obviously going to fall and trip or like (laughs) our balance is off. It's like, okay, if you slow down, take a few deep breaths, collect yourself and be Mm -hmm. very intentional. Even if everything is clumsy, you're not going to fall and eat shit and like, you know, put your foot in your mouth. Just, yeah, collect yourself, move slower. Yes. Try to move more gracefully. Like the, the intention is so important if you make that intention even if you don't perfect it you're gonna at least do better than you would be doing if you had no intention at all exactly just be mindful yes yes okay saturday oh my gosh i did want to say something i forgot about like there's been so many announcements but on the website if you go to our shop page oh yeah there is some affiliates. So right now, if you go buy anything from Moon Juice through our website. Moon Juice? Moon Juice. It's Wait. A, moon Juice? Why are you saying that? Moon Juice. This is your ultimate, Ingrid. <laughs> this is... I know. I love Moon Juice. It's like my first love. <laughs> um, they have all these like adaptogens. They have herbs. They have smoothies. They have fucking face stuff. They have all this like gorgeous adaptogen mushroom shit that's in everything that I'm obsessed with and if you go buy stuff through our website then they give us a small cut of the sales and then we would be very grateful so and also I love sharing moon juice with everyone so I think it's yeah, pretty fucking cool yeah you've been sharing moon juice for free for, for years. free for <laughs> yeah yeah since we started this podcast basically you've been talking about moon juice I know I'm pretty stoked <laughs> awesome okay Saturday September 10th 
full moon in Pisces. So a, I'm just thinking like, wow, September 9th is Mercury retrograde, September 10th, the full moon. Like what, what's going to be happening this Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Lots of, of tears? I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, maybe lots of tears. Pisces is mutable water. It's symbolized by the fish. So tears are water. So maybe. I mean, but I mean a release re- regardless, right? Even if there's no It's going to be a release, but it's like building up to that release is just like intense. So this full moon, yes, full moon in Pisces. We've been taking a very critical look at ourselves with the sun in Virgo. In order for the moon to be full in Pisces, the sun has to be in Virgo because Pisces is opposite Virgo and the moon full in Pisces would mean that it's fully reflecting the light of the sun, which would mean that the sun would need to be directly opposite the moon and the sign that's opposite Pisces is Virgo. So these are the two signs that rule the mind. Virgo is the conscious mind. Pisces is the unconscious mind. So for the last 17 days, the sun is bringing that light, life, and vitality to the most critical, analytical, organizational, perfectionist, detail-oriented, need-for-efficiency sign, Virgo. So over these last 17 days, we've maybe been critical of ourselves We've been overly analytical. We've been looking at every blemish and nuance of what we've done wrong and how we're a failure because we're not perfect. And so the moon in Pisces brings an emotional sensitivity to our psychological baggage, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame. But ultimately... What it's doing is it's wanting to bring compassion to these areas. Compassion for the overanalyzation, compassion for the critical nature, compassion for the guilt and the shame over not being perfect, over not doing it the right way, so that we can integrate these thought patterns and memories with understanding, forgiveness, and love. So the full moon is a release. So what guilt would you like to release during this full moon? What criticisms of yourself would you like to release during this full moon? What blame? What are you blaming yourself for or what are you blaming someone else for that you would like to release during this full moon? This is about clearing the decks and there could be a lot coming up here with Mercury retrograde stopped, minds are going nuts, Mercury's not moving, it's just stuck at 8 degrees, it's going to be there for like 10 days. So it's really forcing us, our mind in one direction, we're being uh, obsessive maybe. What about these obsessive qualities, these OCD qualities, do you want to release during this full moon? And I will say, If you'd like to learn about how this and, or the next moon transit actually, the new moon in 
Libra and the full moon in Aries, how they are affecting you directly, enroll in my moon cycle classes at theweeklytransit.com. Any reflection from you, Ingrid? I mean, the Virgo is there to be the critic, and it is very important. And this is like aligning the conscious with the unconscious. So it's like we have to consciously pick ourselves apart and decide all the things that we don't like about ourselves. And that can be kind of dark and kind of fucked up. But also, it's important to decide what we what is working and what is not working. We should be picking it apart, but also not holding on to it forever. We pick it apart and then we release what we don't want to have anymore. We have to let it go. And that clears out our unconscious. So when the conscious and the unconscious come together, that can be very healing. Like Mm -hmm. letting go of all these things you don't like, not dwelling on them and lingering on them and just holding them tight forever and hating on yourself. Yeah. I don't like these things about myself. I'm going to change them and I'm going to let them go into the ether I'm going to fix them. I'm going to heal. It's a process. And when we get stuck and we're not releasing, like that's, that's when the issue is. So following the rhythm then of you're the... Not, you're not improving. You're not doing the work if you're constantly blaming yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is just a reminder to also do the work of seeing what you don't like about yourself. That's part of being a human, but then being able to release it so you can... So, so you can heal and move move forward with your life. Otherwise, yeah, like you're just stuck. It's like you're reliving something over and over and over and not learning from it. Mm-hmm. I mean, releases, sometimes it seems more effort to set intentions than to release, but the release is just as important. Deciding what you want to let go of can be so powerful. Mm-hmm. You got to make way for something new. If you don't release something, you won't be able to call in something else. It's like you it's have so like a hoarder you... status. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hoarder status, yeah. If you don't clear out your space, then how can you invite something new into your space? It's just funny, like this whole releasing stuff, because I just think of Virgo. You know, Virgo rules the intestines. And what are the intestines all about? Digesting and eliminating what is no longer serving your body. So if we're not releasing them, we're like emotionally You're constipated. Emotionally constipated. Exactly. So this full moon is about releasing your emotional constipation. I mean, that can also mean eating healthier. Virgo season is about cleansing. It's like when we're feeling lighter physically, it's going to be easier to like let things go emotionally when we're feeling like mentally, like if we're feeling nurtured physically, emotionally, we are going to be a bit softer. I've said it so many times during this Virgo season, and I will continue to say it. Pay attention to what you're putting into your body and how it's affecting your mind. Pay attention to what you're putting into your mind and how it's affecting your body. It it just it does. It goes both ways. <laughs> when I eat, I'm getting so excited. This microphone's <laughs> going to fly out of here. Yeah, when you're eating like shit, you're not going to feel good. And then it's like it comes out in your communication, in your emotions. It's just like, and then when you're like feeding your mind with a bunch of shit, it's like your heart feels tight. Your Mm -hmm. stomach feels tight. Mm -hmm. You're like, digestion is not good. It's Mm -hmm. like, and that's just from our mind. That's not even from the food. So it's like, we have to do both. They feed right into each other and we're nurturing our emotions and our nutrition and being kind to ourselves and nurturing. We're going to feel better physically and emotionally. Yes. That's right. 
Okay, Sunday, September 11th. The moon in Virgo, again, connecting with Uranus in Taurus. So this is... Yeah, yeah, and then also we already had like Uranus and Taurus earlier in the week, and now it's like... Yeah, a couple times we've talked about it. We talked about it on Tuesday, connecting to the moon, on Thursday, connecting to the moon. So Tuesday was the moon in Capricorn, Thursday was the moon in Aquarius, and now it's the sun in Virgo connecting to Uranus and Taurus. So this is another Earth-Earth connection. It's about grounding in. You released what you had to release. You've been working on your values, your self-worth. You released through the full moon whatever it was you've been blaming yourself for, been critical about yourself. You're like, okay, that's not serving me anymore. I know what I value. I know my self-worth. I'm ready to put it into practice in my daily routine. This is setting the schedule. This is reaffirming the schedule. This is getting the schedule into that nuanced place where it's like, okay, now I'm flowing. It's Mercury retrograde, but you know what? I had a plan because they told us on the weekly transit that on August 20th, take stock of where you are in your life and what you're working to, what you're working towards in your daily routine and your relationships. And where do you want to be by September 9th when Mercury retrogrades? Where do you want to be by October 2nd when the retrograde ends? Where do you want to be by October 16th when Mercury moves out of its retrograde shadow? So you have your plan. There may be bumps in the road, but... Those bumps are to help you recognize what needs to be eliminated so that you can flow more freely to where you want to go, where you want to be. So this hopefully is is that day where you're really feeling the independence in your daily life and you feel independent because you're working on what it is you enjoy what feels good or what's getting you to where you want to go. It seems like a good day for appreciation. The Uranus and Taurus is like doing things in a new way in the material world and your self-worth. And Virgo is there in the sun and Virgo is there kind of like staring right at it. It's like you did, you're doing things in a new way and that is fulfilling. And we are, you know, we critiqued everything before, but now the critic is looking at it and is like, Oh yeah, we fixed some shit. We let some shit go And now, like you said, it's a reward. We're feeling good about ourselves for doing some work. Yes, that's it. And letting shit go, I'm going to say right now, I want to thank my mom and dad for raising me the way that they did. I'm going to forgive my younger self for being an, I don't want to say an idiot, I thought that's what you were going to say. I was going to. Immature? Immature. I like that. For being immature and making choices that were not smart or in my best interest or anyone else's best interest that I came into contact with, that I'm grateful for those experiences because it taught me the maturity that I needed. And I'm very thankful to God and the universe 
whatever higher power or powers are out there that have been guiding me and protecting me and protecting those around me so that I could be here and talking to you, Ingrid, about astrology. And guiding all of us. <laughs> right? I'm, ju- I'm just... Well- I feel like if you didn't have all these crazy experiences, you wouldn't have anything to share with me to be able to make Mm -hmm. me feel like, okay, that's just how life goes and it's going to get better. You have to work on these things. It's like we can look back and regret, but then if we didn't have those, there would be no way to relate to other people because we're all struggling. Yeah. And, and life will get better, but then it will also get harder (laughs) in other areas. And that's just the truth. That's, that's the cycle of life. That's the cycle is life gets better, but then harder at the same time in different areas. So, I mean, you always like to say, we're all living in our own personal hell. (laughs) 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 And somehow that's so comforting and brings about compassion for Mm -hmm. ourselves and for everyone else. Yes. It's not easy. It's not easy. (laughs) No, no, it's a grind. And it's meant to be a grind because that's how our souls get reshaped and turned into from the rock to the diamond. I think that's it for the week. I think we we shared a lot, but I think that, I don't know, I had a great time. Okay, good. Awesome. So did I, Ingrid. Thank you so much. I will see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.